the most beautiful thing about Berlin, right, that people don't think about, the most beautiful thing about the city is that Berlin is free. Yeah. Berlin is free. If tomorrow I want to walk down the street with my bare feet and my swimming suit, nobody cares. Welcome to About the Journey. I'm your host, Onika Raymond, a travel journalist and member of Marriott Bonvoy. This season, I'm uncovering the lesser-known sides of six iconic cities. In my years of travel, I've found there is no better way to see a city than through its neighborhoods and the people who call them home. So I'll be meeting up with in-the-know locals to show me what makes their homes one of a kind, from the sights, sounds, and flavors, to the hidden gems, and so much more. This week, we're exploring Berlin's neighborhood of Kreuzberg, a thriving multicultural district just south of Mitte. Kreuzberg is like the heart of Berlin. It's very colorful and a lot of different nations. Berlin is probably the most international city in Germany, and most of them live in Kreuzberg. Kreuzberg has long been a mecca for newcomers to Berlin. The district's openness to all cultures is a hallmark trait that can be seen everywhere. In its Turkish markets, varied Asian restaurants, and the mix of languages you'll hear along the Landwehr Canal. It's this tapestry of cultures that's brought me here today to meet up with Michelin star chef Dalit Kambu for a tour. The climate of the food scene in Germany seven years ago is very different than now. When I opened the restaurant, people were like, oh, Thai food, it cannot be a star food, you know. Dalid moved to Berlin seven years ago to open Kindi, an upscale Thai eatery that combines local ingredients with Thai flavors and cooking techniques. You know, now we have like a lot of females in the food scene. And surprisingly, a lot of them are here. I've spent a lot of time in Berlin and even lived here for extended periods since my husband is a native Berliner. But I haven't spent much time in Kreuzberg. So it was time for me to see what I'd been missing. Hello. Hello. Thank you so much. Really excited. <laughs> I meet Dalit in front of Kitten Deli, a women-owned breakfast joint that serves Israeli and Middle Eastern fare close to the Landwehr Canal. So first things first, tell us, where are we? Um, we are in this neighborhood called Kreuzkern. So it, technically we're in Neukern, and the other side of the river is actually Kreuzberg. And because they merged, kind of meet in the way, so people term it now, call it now Kreuzkern. It's no surprise that the zone between Kreuzberg and Neukern has become its own entity. The neighboring districts share many features, including a thriving artistic community. It's actually where I live, it's very diverse which is nice and made me feel a bit more home. At just over a mile east to west and less than half a mile north to south, Kreuzkern is a small inviting pocket of Berlin and a great gateway into Kreuzberg via the many walking bridges that cut across the canal. So right now we're on the, um, uh, this wonderful bridge uh, that crosses between Kreuzberg and Neukölln and um, it's actually really, really fun in summer. Like People actually um, would come out, have a drink here, look at the river, the sunset. We always have some music going on yeah. somehow. And there's another bridge even more there that people literally just sit on the street and you can't even drive anymore. So it's really cute here. For somebody who's not from the area, what are some landmarks uh, that would help to kind of ground them so that they know where they are? Actually, this bridge would be like a really, one of the starting point because you're between Maybach Ufer and Paulinken Ufer. And Paulinken Ufer has a lot of cafe, a lot of, you know, little shops. And on Maybach Ufer, actually, you have the Turkish market two times a week. Um, 
Every Tuesday and Friday, Mei Bakufa Street, which runs alongside the canal, transforms into an outdoor bazaar known to the locals as the Turkish Market. You can find everything here. Spices, fresh eggs, jars of olives, Anatolian dishes, and even ornate textiles. This market is truly a one-stop shop. It sounds like there is a lot of character in this neighborhood. What inspires you in your, your restaurant about this neighborhood? Um, for me personally, I think like it's the diversity. I definitely understand what you mean. I think yeah. for me as a black woman, it is nice that you can come to an area like Koitzberg and you can see people of color. I guess it makes sense as to why you moved here. <laughs> but if you could kind of explain to us in words where you lived before and why you live here now. I lived in New York for 10 years. And that's when, like, you know, my passion for food started. That's when, like, I started cooking for my friends um, in the an apartment. And next thing you know, my friends, I kept wanting more and more. And I was working already in restaurants. And then I wanted to be in the back, in the kitchen. But no one allowed me to be in the back. Mm. They kept putting me in the front. Um, because, you know, back then I was quite cute, young, was a model. <laughs> that's sort of like was kind of like discouraging in the beginning. I thought, you know, as a young person, maybe that was my role because you didn't know better because all the people I look up to in the industry back then, they were all men, right? They're not that many women, but my passion didn't stop this. So it sounds as though uh, coming here really gave you the opportunity to fulfill this dream of opening your own restaurant. What is it about Kreuzberg that makes it so welcoming for female founders? Well, first of all, I think Kreisberg is actually really, really cool. And because of the diversity we have here, I think people are more welcoming to change and difference. And, you know, now we have a lot of young females in the food scene. And surprisingly, a lot of them are here. We have mama shops, we have chunkings, we have panda noodles. We have where we just met at Kitten Deli, that's also female-owned. Berlin's food scene is booming, and it's gaining traction thanks to the innovative women behind some of the city's best eateries. This is precisely what attracted Dalit to the city. Stu in Berlin, you know, is a, she's a food blocker, and she made a map one year of female-owned places, and a lot of them condensed in this area. Dalit has forged deep relationships with many of the women working in Kreuzberg's food scene, including Ash Lee. My name is E, but everybody calls me Ash. I've been living in Berlin for 13 years, and I own a Chinese noodle restaurant in Kreuzberg called Chongqing Noodles. Um, we are specialized in spicy noodles from Chongqing region, which is a city in the west-south part of China, right next to Sichuan. We met Ash in front of Kitten Deli as part of our tour. Right away, she and Dalid start chatting about ingredients. Are you getting mustard green from here? I'm like, it's a bakery, girl. How can you get a mustard green? <laughs> Ash met Dalit in Berlin prior to her moving here, when she was still just considering taking the leap. The two became fast friends, and it was Ash, with some other mentors, who encouraged Dalit to make her dream a reality. She was like, oh, I'm planning to open a Thai restaurant. I'm like, yeah, we need, we need some spice in this city, you know, like uh, Berlin. Is not- As a female chef of color, Ash related to Dalit's hesitations about moving to a new city and country, especially her fears about starting a fine dining restaurant that brings Thai flavors to Berlin. Before I opened a restaurant, I was deciding what kind of restaurant I was going to open. I love to go just like a noodle joint or some restaurant just offers one or two dishes, really simple, with higher quality ingredients. And um, it was very difficult at the beginning because people was like, oh, why are noodles so expensive? But we were like, look, we use seasonal ingredients as local as possible. It's 2023 and Chinese food is one of the most skilled cuisine, in my opinion. 
Together, Dalit and Ash have shown that Asian flavors have a place amongst the finest restaurants. Ash notes that part of that success comes from being in a place like Kreuzberg. I live in Kreuzberg. I work in Kreuzberg. I almost never get out of my area. I do choose to be here for reasons, because at the beginning when I opened a restaurant, I wasn't sure if people were going to like it. It's spicy. A lot of people just like, maybe they don't even know what is uh, Chongqing spices. But I feel like here, people are more international. It's the beauty of being in Kreuzberg. We have a lot of regular customers. We have a very strong spicy community, we call. We leave Ash to let her prep for another busy Friday night at Chunking Noodles and continue our tour. As we walk up the shady, tree-lined streets of Kreuzberg, treasures abound. Street art covers nearly every wall we pass by, and we stumble upon little parks with ping-pong tables and playgrounds with themes like pirate ships and Robin Hood. So the thing about Kreuzberg, for me, is that visually it is so different from, say, the western part of Berlin. The really manicured buildings and sidewalks. And here, <laughs> completely different story. It's very colorful. What is your kind of perspective on that? So Berlin has its history of, first of all, they have the wall, that divide east and west, right? When they reconstruct a building where they were bombed, it became more of social housing. Yes, yes. You know, styles. While Kreuzberg was on the west side of the Berlin Wall, it was and still is home to Checkpoint Charlie, the well-known crossing point between east and west Berlin. The proximity of the wall and the lasting effects of World War II meant Kreuzberg was slow to rebuild. But the new residents it attracted, artists, students, and immigrants, laid the foundation for its eclectic spirit today. You know what? People always ask me, Onika, you spend a lot of time in Berlin. What makes Berlin Berlin? And it's that people just don't, don't care. care what you, you do. You come and wear whatever the heck you want. Yes. The idea here is just to come as you are. It doesn't matter what you look like. It doesn't matter whether or not you wear brands. There is a lack of pretension. As we walk, Dalit points out one of Kreuzberg's many vintage shops, and racks and racks of beautiful leather jackets tempt us. Before we know it, we're at our next stop on the tour. Yeah, there's so many nooks and crannies in Berlin, and I love rounding a corner and seeing kind of like this market vibe. Uh, we stop and stand in front of a grand cement archway with retro red block lettering. It spells out Mokthalle. So now we are about to arrive at uh, my favorite market that we do um, a lot of shopping, grocery shopping um, for my house and also for the um, restaurant called Mahtalanoi. Mm -hmm. Dalid leads me through a set of glass-paneled, blue-trimmed doors into Mahtalanoi. High-vaulted ceilings let natural light flood into the historic building. We head to some of Dalid's favorite spots in the market, starting with the women-led food stall, Manti Berlin. Hi, how are you? We would yeah, like to get, um, which one would you like? Uh, I think I'll go with the spinach and cheese. Yeah. Manti is a beloved Turkish dumpling dish. Pillowy, ravioli-like dough is stuffed with fillings like beef, spinach, and cheese. They're then boiled and served with a creamy yogurt sauce. This is delicious. So good. These dumplings are filled with spinach and cheese. Mm-hmm. And you know it's not too heavy because you have these, like, spices mm -hmm. and a little bit of chili. Mm-hmm. I think what I love is that I'm having Turkish dumplings in Berlin. You know, we have a lot of Turkish population here. Mm -hmm. They came here after the World War II to help rebuild the city. Mm -hmm. And they stay, and there are traits of the culture influence here, you know, that I think yeah, coming to Berlin, you have to try Turkish food. Mm -hmm. Berlin is home to the largest Turkish population outside of Turkey, and the majority of the community reside in Kreuzberg and Neukölln. 
Their contribution to the culture here cannot be understated. Mm. It's such an important part of, like, Berlin's fabric. Yeah. It's said that the Döner Kebab, one of Berlin's favorite street foods, originated in West Berlin as a symbol of the merging of Turkish and German tastes. It's a dynamic that Dalit knows all too well, as she's paired local produce with Thai flavors. So here is the little vegetable store that I always, always order from for the restaurant. Here, for example, is Weisbergers, and this is the one we use as the restaurant. Having come to Germany many times, I know that white asparagus is a thing and there's an asparagus season. And so you're going to see lots of restaurants base their entire menus off of this yes. white asparagus. So how do you incorporate asparagus into the Thai cuisine that you serve at the restaurant? So basically I look at the produce like, hey, if this were to happen to be available in Thailand, how would we cook it? I see. So for example, in this case, we steam them quickly and then we kind of slightly grill them a little bit smoky, cut them and toss them with like fresh kind of dressing mm-hmm. with like lamb, fish sauce, some onions, and when we grate them with a little bit of salted eggs, a little bit crispy shallot, mm-hmm. lemongrass, delicious. Delicious. Yeah. I just love how sustainable it is, right? I love the idea of using what is in season. Yeah, what's to, local. Yeah, so that really kind of shapes the menu, but I also feel as though it's an amazing marriage between the two cultures, right? Yeah. You have German culture, German food, and then you blend that into your yes. your Thai cuisine, your culture and your customs. So I love that that kind of bonding. Yeah, and when we first there. opened the restaurant, it actually was like a scandal because people here weren't ready for Thai food to do it that way. Mm-hmm. And now it's sort of like a norm for every yeah. restaurant. Dalit continues to use her restaurant, Kindi, as a vehicle to push forward the causes she cares deeply for. Today, she looks to provide opportunities to more women and people of color who are new to Berlin and finding their footing. We sat down at Kindi, our final stop of the day, so that Dalit could show me the culmination of years of hard work and to talk about the work ahead to make more of Berlin's food scene as rich and varied as in Kreuzberg. For someone who doesn't have Thai background or somebody who is not familiar with the culture. How do you want them to feel when they come in here, when they sit Um, down and eat your food? I want them to experience my home, I guess, because I don't know that many Thai restaurants that do the way we do it. Actually, I don't know anything. Like, we sort of made it clear that you're going to share the food because it's how we eat it. We can, when the rice course come, we're going to suggest you to use a spoon because it's how we do it. We're going to start with sour little thing and fresh, you know, some ceviche, some salad, just because that's kind of like this, how we eat it in Thailand. We start with a fresh mm-hmm. acidic dishes and then we go to rice and curry and more stuff because that's how we eat growing up. And I just want them to experience what it's like to eat Thai food, the spirits of it. Now, you were the youngest woman in Germany to ever get a Michelin star. Which is a huge feat, you know, not only a female-owned business, but a minority-owned business as well. So again, absolutely incredible. What has it meant to you uh, to be able to achieve that? Mm, You know, you have to remember one thing. The climate of the food scene in Germany seven years ago is very different than now. When I opened the restaurant, people were like, oh, Thai food, it cannot be a star food, you know. Oh, why don't you use papaya? But what... What I was trying to do is just really, I just want to prove to the world that, or at least here, that you show the case what Thai food really is. We use organic coconut milk, curry paste we made in-house. But what I would say, what it means to me is only one thing. The night before we got the mission star, and the night after we got the mission star, was the same food. Yeah. Exactly the same food, but completely different feedback. And um, 
I think it's important for us to um, keep in mind how many other amazing restaurants there that they didn't have a star and then mm. people just didn't give them the acknowledgement, you know. Mm. So I think this is a great point to, to for everyone to remember that if you like something, just eat it. <laughs> I will eat all the things that I like. Berlin has become a place for young chefs to put down roots due to its openness to creative endeavors and its strong pop-up restaurant culture. It's a spirit of experimentation and play that Dalid uses in every dish. When you come here, we serve you food, which is usually like curry, deep fried fish, something saute or something else, whatever, you know, and that comes with rice. And um, every night we have some love because we cannot not have enough rice. So even though excellent <laughs> estimation, I don't want to throw away rice. So we decided that the best thing to do about it um, to make turn them into a cracker. Yeah, this is this is really good. I was trying not to chew while you were talking. Very <laughs> yeah, crunchy. Very crunchy. Um, really tasty. You should try it with the um, chili paste. Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't even see. I didn't even see the paste. Good. Mmm, chili paste is excellent. It's not that hot, but I am from the Caribbean, so I feel as though <laughs> I feel as though I'm okay with spicy food. So we know that sustainability is really at the heart of what you do, and uh, we can see it displayed in the dishes. Is that something that you're intentional about? I'm definitely intentional about local produce. You know, we still use coriander in the winter from Thailand, and in the summer we use from here. Mm-hmm. You know, like it depends on what they have available. So um, instead of making a lot of money, I choose to be um, the path of the change. I would like to be the positive effect. So in your estimation, people who are coming to Berlin, how can they be more conscious travelers? Um, do research. We're all well aware now that women need more support and that the minorities need even more support. You know, in the main city, in any main city in the world, there's so many options. I think it's very, very important to look up where you before you go eat. Is this place, you know, are they support local produce? Who are in their team? So, you know, there are information always yeah, out there's there. There's resources. There's there resource. are resources. Yeah, we just have to look it up and be conscious of it. So it was a pleasant surprise to learn that there are so many women-owned and operated businesses in this neighborhood of, of Kreuzberg. And in the case of Dalid, I mean, coming and, and starting a business, <laughs> a successful business is just so impressive. I think it's also imperative to visit these neighborhoods uh, that are changing and that are really serving to evolve the images of what it means to be a Berliner. That's it for this season of About the Journey. Thank you to our Kreuzberg guide, Dalit Kambu. And thanks to you all for coming along with me on this truly global neighborhood adventure. If you missed any episodes, they're right here in your feed to catch up on. About the Journey is produced by Marriott Bomboy Traveler, Atwill Media, and me, Onika Raymond. Our Marriott producers are Robin Benefield and Valerie Connors. Our Atwill Media producers are Kate Walsh, Christy Westgard, Gail Straub, and Elliot Davis. Mixing and original theme music by Andrew Holtzberger. Learn more about Dalit Kambu and her restaurant Kindi at kindiberlin.com. You can learn more about visiting Kreuzberg and how to travel more meaningfully from Marriott Bonvoy Traveler at traveler.marriott.com. Stay, explore, and discover the unexpected with Marriott Bonvoy's 30-plus hotel brands and over 8,000 hotels and cities around the world. And if you like this episode of About the Journey, 
please be sure to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. I'm your host, Onika Raymond. See you next time.